what's going on, guys? Welcome to the New Rich Podcast. I am your host. I go by the name of R.S. Plaza. Today, we got a special guest in the building. He just recently moved from Dallas yo, to Orlando. Yo, what's up? Um, my guy, Leif. Am I saying it right? Leif? Yeah. yeah Leif, because he, he told me to say it Leif like faith, right? Faith with an L. Faith with an L. So, um, my brother, first and foremost, thank you for taking time um, out of your day and just being here. Welcome to the New Rich Podcast. You. Uh, and, I, and I like how you said it. You said, you know, I'm all yours, right? You said, my mind, just pick my mind, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm here. And, and, and that's what I admire most people that, that, that come onto the show and say, hey, listen, I just want to pour it in, right? Because um, that's, what's, that's what's dope about the community, man. So tell, tell us a little bit just about yourself, man. What's your yeah. snapshot? Sure, bro. I mean, I got a story, you know, we, you know, my, my family, my background, you know, Talk about it. You know, we, my, you know, I was born in the States, you know, my family are first generation, you know, immigrants, you know, my mom came from Egypt, my dad came from Palestine. And, uh, you know, so I was that first gen. And so, you know, I had to learn a lot of stuff, you know, I was like that 94. So generation X between X and Y. So like I grew up, you know, in that era where a lot of things change very fast. And so I think because of that, you know, that's what got me where I am today, you know? And so grew up in Chesapeake, Virginia, moved down to Texas now I'm in Orlando, right? And, you know, so we grew up in Texas, you know, I just started like learning things. I started growing up over there. Um, you know, I, you know, just kind of on my journey on business aspect, you know, I was just flipping cars in high school, you know? Wow. Yeah, so I was still. flipping cars, you know, that's kind of like how I got my hustle on. You know, I was, I was trying to work, you know, I would be working at 15 years old. You know, I was hungry, always trying to get a job. I didn't care, I was just ready to put in effort. And so, you know, I just my, I had a bunch of jobs. Let, let, let's check. Let's, let's check into that real quick. Like, where do you think? Why? Like, where did that come from? Where did that hunger come from? Dang, that's like, a good question. Like, <laughs> yeah, like where, you know, you're 15 flipping car. Like, where, where do you think that hunger was coming from? I think it was from my, my dad, bro. I mean, my mom, she came out here and as an immigrant and she got her master's degree. So, so she was immigrant from where? Where's from Egypt. From? Okay. So she came out here and she got her master's degree in computer science and she worked for the Navy and she was like, when, when internet was popping off, like that was that industry she came in. She, she was the breadwinner of the house, she was making six figures. And then my, my dad was a business owner. And he was like, he had a gas, like a, you know, typical gas station or a, a convenience store. And we, in Virginia, like that was popping. And then all of a sudden, 9-11 happened and like on some real shit, bro, like, excuse my language, but like, you know, the media wanted to portray the Middle Eastern and Arabs a certain kind of way where we actually had like news cars coming to, to our, I was a kid, you know? And so we had news cars coming to the house and like doing like their live airs in front of our house. And so my mom tried to hide you know, shelter us from all of that negativity that was going on because they, you know, they were out to, you know, blame somebody for what had just happened, you know? So it was a, it was a really different times, you know, when I grew up in Virginia. So I think that was one of the main reasons why like my dad sold shop, we shut down the shop and then we, you know, packed up things and we came out here to Texas. And so, uh, you know, kind of started over. So, you know, I did, did that whole move transition. And so at that age, you know, that's when everything was popping up, like the iPhone, touchscreen and the technology, you know, you know, we're watching it. Nice. unfold and so you know i think i see that's that my parents you know they were like that kind of hustler you know they what what they did back then worked for them you know but we have our issues as well because you know they don't agree with some of the things that i do you know yeah because yeah, they more more conventional even though they're entrepreneurs but it was like a conventional things that they knew oh. type of entrepreneur right facts man yeah you get it yeah, i don't know the culture yeah. i know yeah, the you culture. get it yeah so, you get it um now so you go to texas you're in texas what was your first like project or thing that you did that you say wow like 
okay, I, I think I might be good. Like, bitch, I, I know I'm doing business. I really, I really want to give it to the fact that, you know, I, I think I had this tenacity in me that just, I wouldn't stop going at it. You know, I, I would be at in class on Craigslist on my phone, you know, looking through, you know, that, you know, looking through the listings. It's like which car I can try to find. And I would plan like as soon as the bell rings, I'm out. I'm got my I have probably one of my buddies. I hired them for the day. Like, bro, I'll pay you 20 bucks. Come with me. Get this car. I was trying to get yeah, you know, and, and in this game. It was like first come, first serve. So I needed to be the first guy to go get the car with the cast ready. No, you know, no games. If it's a good deal, I can make a couple hundred bucks. And back then, a couple hundred bucks hey, is a couple hundred bucks. High school, man. Yeah. I was balling in high school, bro. I bought my first car. I bought my a 2006 Mustang GT with my own money from flipping Honda Civics and Toyota Camrys. But I saved up. And then, so, you know, I was one of the kids that I could say, hey, mommy, daddy didn't buy my car. You know, I was always trying to. But that, and, and, and let, let's dive into that, right? So, you know, that I think that's a stigma, right? So, mommy and daddy does have money. So, you know, they're, they're looking at you like, you know, oh, you could just get it. But what made you not want to get it from them? Even I wanted though, my own, bro. That's you know, good. That's I, good. I, I really that like that's a quality in me that I, I really do admire in myself, you know, because that's something that you can't take away from me. And that's something that I want for myself, you know, my own ambitions and my own goals. You know, that kind of ideology is, is a better way to look at life. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's dope. So. Right now, you're working on um, what's your what's your two main projects so, that you're working on? Because it's have- been a story, man. But right now, you know, we have we have two companies. You know, I'm very blessed. I have my family, I have my wife Gina, and then I have my daughter Nyla. Having a kid and you know starting a family all while this is happening, you know, it's been a journey. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things I'm still learning to this day. You know, I'm not gonna say I know everything. You know, I'm gonna be real. I'm I'm on my own journey. You know, I don't and I never compare myself because. You know, if you do that, you won't be happy, you know, and it's really that helped me focus in more on what I need to do for my my family. So, yeah, you know, we've been, you know, we're now together, you know, for me and my wife, we've been together for, you know, three and a half years. You know, we have a beautiful daughter named Nyla. Uh, she's, you know, she's everything to me. And that's my wife, what I do, what I do. So we have, you know, we have these projects that I'm really excited about. You know, I was able to uh, start my own rolling paper company prior to coming into this entrepreneurship, you know, so I came out of high school, I was going to college, you know, we were, uh, we were trying to get a lot of ideas going and I give it to Shark Tank, bro. Shark Tank, watching it every single day and it just constantly in that mindset, okay, find a problem, solve it. So I would go through my own day to days and then I would say, every time I have a problem, I didn't like it, I would pause and I just like brainstorm right then and there and think of something to come up with. If it's, if it's possible to do it, I would, you know, take take on the project. And if it's just something unpractical, like floating, levitating shoes or something like that, yeah, 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 something, yeah. you know, crazy out of this world. You know, I'm very out there. So I give that to what what we got today, which is Minty's Wraps. And for those who don't know, Minty's Wraps is an all organic rolling paper made from mint leaf. So it's 100 percent tobacco free. So it is used for rolling up your um you know legal herbs if you you know for smoking right so you know you don't put tobacco in it you can put um you could put tobacco you could put um whatever you want in there you know with right now i'm in the cannabis industry trying to make a name for this brand because you know there's a lot of money in that industry right now and you know once the you know once we become legalized i really think you know where i'm at is this company is going to be you know where we expect it to go and so for those who are looking for an alternative wrap Try us out, mintieswraps.com, and you know you guys can uh, order some wraps. Try us out. You know it is honestly my belief the best wraps on the market. Now I want to dive into you know it's it's amazing and I've seen it. Um, 
like, you, you know, you have the branding, you have the packaging, you have, you know, so I would love to, to talk and walk my listeners through like, what was that process of sourcing this, right? Like, you know, and something that's organic, something that's typically tobacco, you know, based. I'm going to tell you, I'm like, going to tell you, and it wasn't easy. That. It wasn't easy, that. bro. I, I had a partner. I had my best friend trying to do this business with. I had thought of the idea myself. You know, I was with my friends one day smoking a tobacco wrap. You know, we were smoking some Kush. And I know that affected my lungs growing up because I did it at a teenage. I was young and I was smoking with my friends and that messed up my lungs over the years because all we had the option was those tobacco wraps. So God knows what that did. I understand it. You know, I was young. And so now had I tried when I had that moment when I said, I'm going to think of this. I know I had my friends there with me just because I'm a nice person. You know, I involve them. You know, I like involving people with the things I do because I think that's awesome. Right. That's yeah, just yeah. the kind of person I am. So but when we came to China, source, how, how do we do it? <laughs> right. And that was the problem that we needed to solve. So we I had to go on the Internet, find out research, call the back of the other similar companies and ask them where they make theirs. I had not a clue with what I was su- supposed to be doing or not to be doing. I just winged it. Right. But that's, that's it, man. Yeah, like you just got to freaking wing it. And that I think is a quality that I think that's what got me to where it is today. Now, now would you say like I talked uh, I talked to a lot of my listeners about the mindset shift. Like what was your mindset? Like what has your mindset been towards that business or, you know, in business in general or particularly dealing with the. You got to be passionate about it, man. I'm sorry. Like I'm going to be real with you guys. If you're not passionate about it. You're not going to make it yeah. because there's got to be something when things get tough and the going gets hard. You, if you can't find that thing that keeps you going, most of people are going to fail. And that's, yeah. you know, that's the, that's that stigma with entrepreneurship. You know, there's people that just put entrepreneur on their Instagram, but don't even know what that meaning means. Yeah, what you is know, the passion? this shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. sucks. Like, yeah. I've been through some stuff, man. You know, yeah. it's. And but, you know, that's what they say. You know, the, the, you put in that what you sacrifice now so you don't. So you can, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor for the rest of your life. Facts, facts. So true. And I agree, man. And I think that, you know, we're kind of talking about that off year, like, you know, in, in the sense of, you know, I, had, I, I went through one of my dream opportunities and then it just, you know, due to finances and stuff, they took it away. And, and like, that's the thing with entrepreneurship. Like, you know, you put your all into a project and understanding that that project could waver at any moment. Right. So your mindset is so important navigating through these these um, waters. Ryan, I'm going to be real with you. I've lost everything at one point, bro. Like in 2018, I lost everything. In 2017 was my peak year, bro. I was heavily into Forex trading and uh, we were promoting another company. Uh, it was a network marketing company where we're doing a Forex education and signals and, you know, customers can come and use our services and then make money. So and if you referred people, you would make residual income. So we were actually one of the top leaders, me and my wife, Gina, we were one of the top leaders in the company. And so when those checks were coming in, you know, there's a big ego play that I mm-hmm. saw myself turning into something. How old were you at the time? Just so- I was 21, 22 years old okay. when this happened. So. I was, you know, at that age making anywhere from I, I, with everything, all my incomes, I was making thirty to fifty thousand dollars a month just from so many different sources of income, trading, the residuals, all these other side hustles. And, you know, I really I had crappy credit at the time. I didn't care. Like, you know, it was that money did get to my head. And I and I think it what happened, it happened for a reason. And I tell I want to tell this to your listeners because this is something that's helped me 
you know, go get through things and, you know, life happens for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I understood that concept, like it really hit me, you know, no, God has a plan for everybody. And so everything that you think that is the worst possible thing that could happen to you, just know it happened for you. And then when that hits you, it's like, dang, like how how did it hit you at that moment? They're like, what was that? What was the moment that you said, whoa, like, so the owner of that company actually, uh, did some things that we didn't agree on. And, you know, we had a falling out. The words were exchanged, bad words, you know, uh, hurtful words that, you know, we just thought, you know, we don't want to be tied with this company anymore. We walked away from a very significantly large monthly residual check. We didn't care about the money. We, we thought we were, you know, balling. We thought, you know, I was on top of, I felt like I was on top of the world at that time. And then I had saw another opportunity that had potential. So I actually like, I, I, to me, I thought it was a sign like, hey, stop this and go do this. It's going to take you to the next level. So I actually tried to start doing these things called Bitcoin uh, OTC deals, which is over the counter trading. Um, it's where you just find a buyer and a seller and you middleman it. And, That's like UTI. Tra- it was, what was that? Um, no, not USI Tech. No, 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 no. Tech. I didn't know that was. USI Tech. No, no. <laughs> I know about that. That was a, that was, I feel bad for anyone who put their money in that. Yeah, I, I made a little change and I pulled out. Oh, um, hey, good hey, time. You lucked out. I, I lost like a, a grand or two, but it wasn't money that I put in. No, nah, this was legitimate. It had it, had it worked, I would have, I would have been a multimillionaire. And the thing, the thing that happened with me, so I saw an opportunity where I have a bank wanting to buy a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. And if I find the the owner of that much Bitcoin and I say, hey, we can negotiate a deal. Imagine making a 1% commission on a billion dollars. That was the idea of what we were trying to do. So bro, I walked away from that check and I actually like, like dropped everything and traveled the world to go close and negotiate these kind of deals. And man, when I tell you, I exhausted all my savings account, bro. Like I went through almost 50 grand in my savings, uh, traveling, staying in hotels, getting these planes, thinking just gotta close one deal. Right. And if you close one deal, that's it. Like I kept telling my, my girl, my wife, I was like, now nah. I was like, Gina, what we do is close one deal. We close one deal. We're set, man. I swear to God, I was so naive, bro. When I thought <laughs> Talk the about first, it. Talk I about dropped it. I, my first deal, I thought I was going to New York. I actually booked a flight the next day. And I, I told my wife, I said this, Gina, I'm walking home with $87 million for my, for my cut. <laughs> there, were, there was three of us for my cut. My commission was like 87 million. And I thought like it was just that easy to make money. I told my lawyer, hey, get ready. I'm about to drop money to your escrow account. He, he was like, what? And, and, you know, come looking at me. Uh, we were talking about a couple hundred thousand dollars for my Minty's company. And then he, I just started talking about him some millions. So he looked at me crazy. And I truly believe like they don't know this because Bitcoin was new. So I thought just because I was there first, now I was one of the first people to catch on this way, like doing these over the counter deals. So I thought if I invest my time into this and if I do one deal, pop up, but man, I closed zero deals. I didn't close one deal. I was close. I was so close to one, but something so minor, like the seller didn't show up. I would be in London at a bank, at a hedge fund and telling these banks, yeah, I got a seller that will sell you a hundred million euros worth of Bitcoin. I promise you, come, let's do a meeting. And they're like, okay. And then when we show up, our guy just stops answering us. Of course, they were most likely a scammer or whatever. But yeah, dude, it was tough. And I'm so, and so, how, we, so how, like, who is funding for you to get out there on your own on your own money? My own money. This is, you know, this was like, at, like I told you, in 2017, I was making anywhere oh, from so you just, like 30 to 50K a month. And I, you know, I had stopped taking that income, but I had some money saved up to go do these deals. And once I took that risk. So who told you about it at first? I just, I'm just, I was in the business. I'm in the industry, you know, I'm okay. in the financial world. You know, I have a finance company now. We fund Forex accounts, which we can talk about in a sec. 
you know, and so I've already kind of been in that niche. I was already knew about Bitcoin when it was like at $300. So, you know, just being surrounded, changing my who I started hanging out with is how I was able to like understand and find out things about that. Cool. Cool. That's dope. Yeah. Man, so so how I did got you robbed in Paris for five hundred thousand euros, bro? <laughs> dude, and that's what I see. Like I'm seeing some like type of. I'm watching this this Queen of the South. Oh, have you, have you seen that? Yeah, have you that's seen the fire thing? show? Yeah, yeah. So I just got into this. I've been there watching it recently. It's been keeping Dallas, me Dallas, Texas, represent. Yeah, and that's funny. It is in Dallas, yeah. Texas. When you're telling me these stories, that's what I'm thinking of. Like, because she's in one of those places. So tell me, it was a Bitcoin deal gone wrong. How? So, dude, so, talk about okay, it. So we were on the move. We were on. A of the south here. We were we we were engaging in a in a very potential buyer. We had the seller in our back pocket. They were actually one of our good buddies. So the seller uh, lived in London. We were in France. We were in Paris downtown. And so we had through WhatsApp and like through a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows. Yeah, that, I get how. See now when you think about it, it's like dang, like, you didn't see the red flag. <laughs> so, but we took a chance. So we actually went to vet the guy out, the one the said buyer. And so when we went. This guy played the part and there's actually like, you know, there's a lot of gypsies in France. You know, there's a very they're beggars and, you know, they do scams, a lot of scams that go in the country, poor country. So, you know, it goes on, you know, you just got to know how to avoid it. And so we were in the smack dab in the middle of one, bro. <laughs> smack dab. It was honestly, I'm glad everything happened the way it did because we don't know if they maybe had guns, you know, or if had we figured it out. So I'll, I'll tell you how it happened, man. So like we went, met the guy and the guy played the part. All swagged out, very nice suit, you know, Hugo, uh, Gucci, you know, Rolex, everything, you know, looking like he got the money. So me and my buddies saw this as a legitimate opportunity because we were each going to clear like 20,000 euros. It wasn't a huge, but at least it was our first deal. So we were excited. Okay. So we went and bought a money counter machine. So after we vetted the guy, we said, tomorrow we'll do the meetup. And then we go to this five-star fancy hotel that they told us to meet them at. So we're like, okay, it's a five-star hotel. What could go wrong? And so we're there, we're, we're posted up, there was two of them, they had came in with a briefcase. And so the money counter machine we had, they had one of our guys, there was four of us and two of them. So we could have overpowered them, but that's why they said only one guy can come in and count the money. This machine was to make sure that the euros were real, not fake. So, and then, so we had one of our friends go in the room. It took him about 30 minutes while we're sitting at the bar, get this. There was not a person in sight in the whole lobby. And we're in a nice, man, I tell you downtown, it's like, it's a historical building. You would think at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday that there's nobody in the bar and the, the barman, the young bartender who looked like he was about to shit his pants, excuse my language, freaked us out. I even told my friend next, I was like, bro, I was like, what's up with the bartender? Like we were, cause you know, we were in, you know, we were all of our guards were up, of course. And the whole time we were getting played because they made us feel like they were the ones scared we were going to scam them. We're like, no, 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 don't worry. We're good people. Don't worry. None of this will happen. Right, bro? And and so we were we were so brainwashed that we were trying to take care of their own emotion, like their own insecurities and fears and reassuring them, letting them calm down. Yeah, and they were playing the us trap. the whole time. We're in the lion's den. Okay? So, man, and I tell you, you know, when they came out, they had the briefcase. They sat down. My Our buddy came from uh, the UK, came from London, took a train, came to France, sat down. We did the deal. He came out because he was going to get his cut too, 20, 20K each. So we were going to go to Louis Vuitton store after. Like we were going to buy on some like on some young, young G, 
like it was just it was fire man and so we were about to like cash out the deal was getting done and at the very end that's when it happened so we had one guy leave after they said and then the other guy stayed with the money his brother probably not even his real brother <laughs> they just told us a story told us they were diamond dealers. so we waited for these big coins took them about an hour for this coin to clear so we're sitting with the scammer for a whole hour laughing joking drinking tea getting ordering drinks and then of course they made us pay the tab too thinking we got just we got you know we're getting 500,000 euros so hey hey drinks on us right Maltov, bro you know yeah. you know and we were just on we, were, we really thought we were just hustling out there man and once everything was said and done the guy tried to walk out with the briefcase like whoa 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 where are you going we all stood up and he said uh he like looked frantic and panicked and then like dropped the case and darted out the door and we all looked at each other like what the f you know what just happened? <laughs> and uh, so then like, that was odd. So he left the money and then, so we picked it up. So let's get out of here. We didn't know if it was, you know, people were outside cause they knew we had the money. Our friend was in an Uber. I mean, our friend was in his car out the hotel ready to go. So we walked out, man, I was holding this case. I thought, I'll tell you how it will happen. I, I'm holding this case thinking that I have 500,000, half a million euros in my hand. It honestly felt euphoric. I was like, dang, this is, you know, this is the start of something big. You know, it was just the beginning. And so we go all the way back to the Airbnb. And when we opened this case, it was wrapped in like this bag. And when I looked at it, I was like, bro, what is this? He goes, oh, they just wrapped it around to make sure the money didn't fall. I was like, okay. And we started opening it and there was another bag under it and then another and wrapped around and then twist tied. And I'm like, what the hell is this? He goes, well, he just wanted to make sure. And the, we were freaking out as we were going. It took us 20 minutes, bro, to get to the money. So why is that so why did they make us hassle through that and so when we opened it we saw the euros and had that they were 500 euro notes so it wasn't even 100 dollars. 500 euros is like 750 usd bro per note so it was a stacks of them in this briefcase and then when we opened so we took the money and the guy our buddy with the bitcoin you know he was trying to take his liquidate his money we were just trying to take our commission fee we opened the money and then we snapped the band that wrapped it and then it said Disneyland all over it. <laughs> and, and then we and then it was like a movie, bro. And then like the guy was like panicking. He opened, he looked at the next one, Disneyland, Disneyland, Disney, Disney, Disney. And he lost his shit. Excuse my language. He lost his mind, dude. And we were like, what the heck happened? And we were freaking out. How did it happen? And I'll tell you how it happened. Just a long story short, they had a the whole hotel was in on it. So they had one of the waiters come in after they opened the door. And then the guy, after they counted the money, they were walking out the conference room, but my guy was in front of the guy behind him. So the guy behind him, when the he, as the waiter walked by our friend and the other guy, they had switched the cases then, because there was real money. We It didn't make the machine go off. That's how finesse they did this. And how did you figure that out? Like at the Well, we had to break down what the heck happened. You know, we, we and we felt really bad for the dude that the bitcoin but yeah he got us good man and uh so so you man you've been so how discouraging stuff. is that come on man like i'm already out bro, a that lot sounds of like money. a movie dog bro <laughs> so that was discouraging and i didn't stop then bro so i still kept at it i came back home just tried to do it from the comfort of my house forget traveling i'm done wasting money and just no luck bro and I, you know eventually it got to the point where i was losing my mind i lost everything i lost my house my car i moved back in with my parents bro i was at that time i'm married i have my daughter now how embarrassing is that i moved back in with my parents you know like i i it put me it put me uh on my ass and uh you know and it it really it, it took a lot of me 
you know, and it really tested me, bro. And well, they, it was a they, test for sure. You they, know, they, they say the pride comes before the fall. Right. Correct. Yeah. And, and did, did you feel that way at that moment? Like, like, what would you have changed I, about your I pride? I keep telling myself that, you know, and it, it, I had to. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made it. And it really took me out. So, I, you know, like I said, going from 30, 50 K a month to not. I felt like something was holding me back, bro. And it really gave me a big pause on my life. But I think it happened for me because when I did that, you know, it really brought me back to God. I'm going to be real. And then I actually started praying more and I started asking for, you know, guidance and, and letting go and just accepting things for, you know, happening for me, not to. Because I was so mad, bro. I was so mad. And, you know, I think once I let go of that anger, I, I progressed. I really believe that. And so that change you know so maybe losing the money needed to happen yeah yeah you know yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. good you know it's part of the journey and i'm now thank god alhamdulillah i'm where i am today bro and you know i really do appreciate for the people that i've met the friendships that we've made and you know you cool bro you real yeah like, i'm so glad we met it's uh, funny yeah, let's talk about the story yeah, yeah, we yeah, met, yeah. Bro. so we we honestly man it's crazy how you just meet certain people and i and i and, and i talk about this a lot on the podcast it's like you know, surround yourself, just put yourself, you know, in, in these opportunities, put yourself around these opportunities. And I think, you know, being around Thomas, you know, it's just, these are Thomas people, Wang, shout, yeah, out, shout Thomas out to Thomas Wang. Wang. You know, these are people that were just normally around. So when you're around people that are moving and shaking, when you're in their invites or their parties or their events, what happens, there's other movers and shakers and, you know, you're sitting at the bar drinking or at the event mm. where in our, in our case, we're at a wedding um, and we hit it off. And when and with me, you know, I'm always vetting, you know, dang, that's or, or, or judge on the conversation. So we sit down, you know, we had a conversation. When did we first talk? What? Well, I think we, had, we're, well, we, were, we were at the wedding and then we were at, oh, no, 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 we were at the, we were at, at Bruce's house. That's when we playing were playing poker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I walked yeah. in. I walked in. You guys are playing poker. I, I was working. Remember, I went to the corner and worked. We were all drinking um, a bottle of wine, wine. And, and, and sitting down. It was cool. You guys were playing poker. We, I, I was sitting there and then I, we just kind of hung out throughout the night. And I went and what I like about you and, and when you came over today, it reminded me of it. And that's why it was like, all right, cool. I'm glad I'm doing this was your energy bro you guys got this energy based around you and you're hungry and you, and you just want to keep going and, and you're excited and you're rambling and you remind me of myself where do you get this what, what is like the, what is the what's driving you right now like where does that excitement come from what's that passion like yeah bro and i mean i felt the same way about you bro you know you got you guys were having a blast at the wedding you know you guys were amped up with andrew we were dancing together man like come on it was yeah, a good yeah, time yeah. you know we were you know, the, the atmosphere was great because a lot of the people we were around, bro, were also like like-minded individuals, yeah, you know, hungry, not, talking business. Talking yeah. So success. it was a vibe, you know, and yeah. that's what I think that's why we hit it off. But yeah, bro, I mean, I think I think it just kind of comes naturally when you get excited about something, you yeah. know, like I'm passionate about what I do. Like, I don't put my name behind something if I don't believe in it, you know, and that's why I'm full, fully behind my company, Minty, because it's a healthier alternative. It's an organic mint leaf wrap. You know, it's it's better than the tobacco wraps or the other wraps. It has its own therapeutic benefits it helps open up your blood vessels so it increases circulation and it also clears out mucus in your respiratory pathway that's what mint itself does that's an amazing plan bro and i'm glad i'm able to work with this product this amazing plan i, I plan to do big things with this mint leaf 
you know, I really think mint can change the world. I think it's been around for a long time. And, and I think it's about time, you know, we start giving mint the credit is due because it is an amazing plant. Just now how people are getting recognition for cannabis and how an amazing plant it is. I really yeah. do think mint is an amazing plant too. You know, there's a lot of amazing plants out there. And mix them in both and you're just saying heaven, huh? <laughs> heaven, heaven, All right, baby. So, so I, I, I have, I'm, I'm going to say something and then you're going to finish it off. So for example, when I was younger, I loved X, Y, and Z. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Let's okay. go with that flow. Okay. Um, just four quick questions. When I was younger, I loved. I love going out and and going in like the nature and like I lived in Virginia, but I had a forest behind me, so I I, I had a good childhood. You know, trampolines, water balloons, all that. The neighborhood kids. I like doing that growing up, bro. I really think that you know, as a, that's a childhood that every kid needs, bro. You know, right now Adventure. you got these kids on freaking what iPads and all this junk. Fortnite, you know, Fortnite. Ooh. Like they're not living, bro. Like, yeah. and I really. You know, that's one reason I moved out to Orlando. I'm an hour from the beach. I need that kind of scenery to calm me down. Like I grew up around trees, you know, nature and deers coming in my backyard, eating some some of my mom's tomatoes, her getting pissed. You know, yeah, 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 that yeah. kind of that kind of stuff I grew up around. So, all right, all right. so, so Nick, next question. Um, talk about mom. My mother always told me, get a job, go to school, get good grades. <laughs> oh, bro, hey, For real? that much. So, no, on some crazy shit. She went. She told me when I was coming up with my Minty's business. Now look where we are. But at the time when it was just nothing, she said, Lance, why don't you just stop what you're doing? Focus on your school. Go back. By the way, I dropped out of college. Not saying college is bad, but it just wasn't for me, you know? And I think, you know, just putting that out there, you know, I just didn't need what college was uh, providing for me. And so I was able to just do it on my own. So she would say, go to college, get good grades, and then uh, save up your money and then start on your Minty's idea. I'm like, mom. By the time I do that, some other guy's going to come up with this. Like I can, you know, you, that's another thing about me. You know, it's always about timing is everything. If you sit around and I will or I should or I want, you know, that's, you know, it's you just got to take action, take initiative. Stop wanting or stop saying one day, someday. Someday is not a day. Yeah. Today's, today's Say a day. That again. I'm Say here. That again. Someday's not a day. Today's today. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm saying. I'm here with you guys. I'm here today. And, you know, we're, we're with you. You know, this is the kind of things that you guys need because it's not every there's so much distractions out there today. You know, and I really think about being in the present is now a currency yeah, at this yeah. point, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, I, I don't think we touched on it. You just moved from Dallas to Orlando, like, randomly. Like, when was the wedding? The wedding was June 17th? Still in Dallas, yes. Right? Uh, like, the wedding was June We're 17th. We're at a penthouse, too. We had the, we had the whole Dallas skyline. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's less than a month, right? I want to say you had no plan. At least I didn't know about it. We, we, we talked a little bit. You never said, mentioned, like... Hey, you heard me when I came over your crib the other day. I said, hey, we're going to move down here. And you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Oh, so, so something so, you should know about me. When I say something, I fucking do it. Excuse right, my no, no, language. Good, I'm sorry, good, guys, good, but you got to have that raw yeah, no, realness no, no, about cool. that. That's cool. Just so, you're, yeah, so, so you said you so you you wanted to do it. You, you already had it in mind. Like, yo, I'm going to do this. Yes. All right. And what was that mindset, man? Because I feel like... One of the big things about people is that they say they want to do something. I want to say dial with my pastor talked about this today, too. It's like you say you want to do things like talk, 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 talk. But then nobody ever takes the action on it. So they're comfortable. So what makes you non-comfortable? And like in your case, you got a wife and a daughter and you just made a move uprooted and came out here. Liquidated everything and came out here. Wow. What, what mindset are you when to say? I'm like, going to be honest with you, Ryan. I was getting comfortable in Dallas. All right. That scares me. Okay. That scares me. Okay. okay. And so I know what, in order to get 
in order to go where you want to go, you got to get out of that comfort zone. And that when you start getting too comfortable, that's when things don't go the way you want it to. Talk you know, things it. start slowing down because you start getting too comfortable, you know, so that scared me. And so I, I, you know, we have business partners out here. You already know I'm doing business with Thomas. I have other partners out here as well. So for us, it was like, you know, we had no one in Dallas. So I just felt it was for the better of my future, my family to come out here and start fresh. And I really think, you know, that's what it really takes to go to that next level is doing things like that, getting uncomfortable. Like, I don't care about sacrificing for the short term to gain in the long term. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. So, bro, I want to wrap it up, man. You've been dropping a lot of gems, a lot of just amazing stories. I love, again, I just love your enthusiasm. So in the transition of everything, man, like if you had to give like a nugget and be like, you know, I want to give you this treasure, what treasure would that be? Um, now this may resonate, resonate with some of you, um, but I'm just going to be really honest. You know, it really comes down to don't force people to see your potential, make them miss out on it. A lot of people trying to, you know, show what they got and not getting the credit what it's for. Forget them, man. Who cares about them? Focus on yourself, grow by yourself, grow with yourself, and you'll go far. Nice. That's all I'm going to leave y'all with. I love that. I love that. And I think that's so powerful because you know, I've recently been in this transition, too, of just like understanding and growing and understanding that it's me and I got this. You know, like like I always keep here, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. So I love everything that you're saying, man. So you have the minty um, raps. You told them how to get to that. Tell them how to get involved on the money side of things with your financial side. So one thing I just want to let you let you guys know is something about me is I actually want to help people in life. You know, I I personally believe in a in a legacy where you've impacted someone's life, leaving the planet a little bit better than when you found it. And I really believe in that because, you know, it's it's not what you know, it's who you know. And, and, and they, people don't care what you say. They remember how you made them feel. And, that's, and this is something that I take to heart. And so that's why. I'm super passionate about my other financial company, Fund Is Us, where we fund you guys, uh, investors' money. We provide $50,000 trading accounts, so kind of like stock trading, but with currencies. And so we have a now someone giving us the capital to trade in the Forex market, but now we also introduce some new technology, which is artificial intelligence trading robots, where we can connect to these now large balance accounts that the average person doesn't have, so they can take advantage of capital, Plus technology equals ding, 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 cash, baby. And that's really, that's that's a concept that I'm trying to innovate because it's never been done. No one's giving away money like this. You can get up to a million dollars with my company. All you got to do is pay a monthly fee to borrow that money. So that's the way my, and and so that's the way my business is. And when you get these accounts and you make, let's say 5% on 50 grand, that's $2,500. Whatever you make, you share 50, 50 with the broker. So you get half and they get half, the one that's giving you the money. I think that's a pretty fair deal. You don't got to put your own bread and risk it in the, your own trading account. Use our money and then make 10% and we'll double it. Now you get 105K. Do 10% again, we'll give you 215. Do it again, we'll give you a million. Now, what's 5% on a million dollars? 50 grand, yeah. right? And you get half, 25K. Now you get just because a trading robot is making average 5%, 6%, 7% a month. And you're just sitting at home, enjoying time with your family, your kids, traveling the world, doing what you want to do to be great, doing whatever you want to do to be happy. Like, that's the kind of impact I'm trying to do for people, man. And so, you know, we are we are really working really hard at Fund Is Us to get this new concept and this new technology out to you guys. We're actually just 
recently uh, announced we're launching. So we're launching on, on July 25th, actually. So guys, check us out at fundisus.com. That's F-U-N-D-I-S-U-S.com. And we'll, we will fund you guys. And if you want to learn more about us, just check out our website and, you know, we can go from there. But nice. that's pretty much it, man. And on your social media, if you want to put that out, you don't Oh, yeah. To. Yeah. Follow me, guys. You know, uh, at Late Samar. That's at L-A-Y-T-H-S-A-M-A-R-A-H. And that's for all, everything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So it's all across the board. Nice. Well, my brother, thank you for coming on the show, no, man. Pleasure. Pleasure I, being on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you. I think the people are going to feel your energy. I think they're going to grab Habibi. some gems. Habibi. Yeah. Everything good. You know, my brother. Good. All right, man. Hey, appreciate it. Welcome to the... New Rich Podcast. Again, I am your host. I go by the name of R.S. Plaza. Make sure you go on BeNewRich.com. That is B-E, New Rich, one word, dot com. And yes, if you follow me, you know us cooking the merchandise is here. But we got to do some marketing and some branding and make sure that we deliver it right. If we made sure the printing was right and we took all this time with that, we're going to make sure that the delivery on it and how you get it is right too. So thank you guys again for the support, the love and everything that you do. We love you guys. Welcome to the New Rich Podcast.